Let's go, let's go, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Player and the Fan. I'm yours truly, David Noel III. And we have our beautiful co-host, Mickey Alwahan. Hey, David. I'm excited because not only do we have like a win, but tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, 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 shout out to the birthday girl. Shout out to the birthday girl. Everybody, let's wish Miss Kiara a very happy birthday. I ain't gonna ask you how old you turn because I know women, they, you know, y'all, y'all be since y'all age. I don't know why y'all do that. Why women do that? Why, why you can't just be like, you know what? I'm turning 32 and I look good. I'm an adult. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, uh-uh. See that? Get jokers in trouble right there. <laughs> now, yes, I'm old enough. Uh-uh-uh-uh. How old is you? But, like, like you said, North Carolina got a win yesterday. Mm-hmm. They did. They defeated Central yesterday, 73-67. to 67. But um, even though Central lost by, what is that, uh, five points? Uh, that's six points. Six, five points? That's five points. No, that's, that's six points. It is six points. You're right. Lord, we can't do math. Um, <laughs> Central could have won that game yesterday. They almost did. They went on a no run the last minute and 16 seconds. Carolina didn't have a field goal the last three minutes and 35 seconds. I, I didn't like that game at all. And then there, there are multiple reasons why, um, but the 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 eye popping thing to me yesterday, mm-hmm. and I and I've said this over the last couple games, we soft. Yeah, well, before, we soft, and that that hurts me to say. Hold on, before we deep dive, let's let's go over the win by the numbers, all right? Because I, I see it in your face, it's, it's all yeah. over. Yeah. So, we have four players that were in double digits in points. Caleb Love at 12, um, Armando Baycott with 19, who scored his first 15 during the first half. Um, and Andrew Playtech with 11, and Dayron Sharp. Playtech. Yeah, uh, Armando Baycott was the only player with a double-double. Um, he finished with 19 and 11. And um, another big number that jumped out to me was our three-point uh, field goals. We went two for 15. Yeah. Two for 15, and we had 18 turnovers, um, 13 assists. Uh, free throws are better, shot for 80%. That's why we won the game. Yeah. You're right. Because we, we made our free throws yesterday, and we, and we shot way more than they took. Yeah, they only had eight uh, free throws. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, it was a foul fest. Yeah. And, and I get it. We, 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 we are dominant on the inside, and we did a great job of that yesterday by throwing the ball on the inside. But it it was it was eye popping to me yesterday that because these are type of games, and that, now mind you, this is absolutely no disrespect to North Carolina Central. They are very well coached by my guy uh, Lavelle Moten, and and I and I they they are one of the teams that like this this program has been on the rise for a long long time they have wins over like your nc states and and, and some some big high caliber wins they've won the MEAC for three four five years in a row now so like this isn't a team that it like isn't like I, like this wasn't this wasn't a game that i felt like uh 
North Carolina Central would come in and, and, and kind of dominate. This was a game that I felt like North Carolina could make a statement with because of the type of team that North Carolina Central is. We didn't do that yesterday. We didn't do that yesterday. And that, and that really, really kind of, it, it really kind of made me have to take a step back. And I know I've been saying on this podcast consistently as far as, hey, you know, let's be patient, let's calm down. But that was more so on the freshman. That was more so on, you know, making shots and not making shots, that kind of deal. We'll continue to do that. This was more so about the identity in North Carolina that I thought we had a few dogs that when they got punched in the mouth, now mind you, we've been punched in the mouth every single game and we found that grit and we came back and they did the same thing yesterday. They got punched in the mouth. But, and I know, I know, I know last week I said, I get punched in the mouth. At least they slap back. Yeah. All right. I, I, I can't take the slaps no more. I mean, if, I, if, if we, we getting punched in the mouth on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I need them to start punching back because yeah. this is, this is getting, this is getting, this might cost us down the road. This might cost us down the road. And, and, and I'm not putting this on COVID. I'm not putting this on, you know, extenuating circumstances as far as no fans and all that kind of stuff. At some point, at the end of the day, it's basketball. And you got to have the, what they, the Weibos to kind of go out there and say, Weibos. They, I think that's like Spanish for eggs, but the, you know, the, the kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> They need to have some of those, and 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 now mind you, they they do, they do, they do, they they have they have it. It's just not coming to fruition like I like I like I kind of thought that it would. I thought we would be a lot tougher than we are. So, is it comfortability? Is it you know we can't keep saying all right? It's because we haven't had a preseason. Like right. I, so, what is it? Um, do we think, do we need some team building exercises? Do we need to get a team bonding? You know, maybe uh, just to have a picnic, you know, and we all just kind of, you know, hang out, get to know each other. Uh, Gary's mom said they like SpongeBob. So, you know, maybe <laughs> watch a couple seasons of SpongeBob. Just have a team. I don't, you know what? The crazy part about it is I don't think it's in, like, it, it's not a bonding issue. It's, I don't think there's, a, I think they get along well off of the court. But I think, I think on the floor, there has to be a sense of urgency that's just not there right now. I think there has to be a sense of, you know what? They just punched me in my mouth. I got your back. Let's punch them. Let's go. Let's, let's, man, let, here come Debo. Man, let's jump him. Yeah. That's the kind of attitude I need from, from us right now. And we don't have that right now. And so, you know, for, for us, I think it's going to come down to the, the, and hopefully this is what it comes down to. The more games we play, the more times we get punched in the mouth, we'll, we'll come back and be like, you know what? I'm tired of getting punched in the mouth and we'll make the adjustments to come out, start games better, to come out and be tougher in, in, on, on, in every single phase of the game. So who's a leader for this team? I think we're kind of missing that a little bit too. There's no clear cut leader um, for mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, um, so when you say, like, again, when you say leader, are you are you are we are we talking about numbers? Like, do they have to lead because they put up the most numbers, or or do they have to lead by yes, by example kind of deal? Like when you said, like when someone you know 
punches you or whatever like who's that that person that steps up and, and does that that has that aggression or who needs to have that aggression to kind of lead the team to be that way because all it takes is one person when yeah. one person ignites that fire it, it, it'll catch a flame so who's that one person for this team that needs to like buck up to me i think it's i think it's armando if for me it's garrison I think it has to be Garrison. Garrison's the preseason ACC player of the year. He's the, he's the senior on this team. Um, he's the guy. So it has to be him that steps up. I think, I think I'll, I'll say this. I think the lack of fans being in the stands like hurts North Carolina, this particular North Carolina team, uh, because it's, it's always uh, bring your own energy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. Like yesterday, it looked like they didn't want to play. Yeah. Like that's what, like I, I, that's the, that's the way I was watching the game. I'm like, bro, these jokers don't even want to be out there. Yeah. And like that kind of, that kind of shocked me a little bit because again, even in this purest form, we get basketball. Like we get basketball, and for you to have an opportunity to play in a pandemic, like you would think you would be like excited about that. But I, but again, I get it. Like I get it. Like. Playing in front of the fans is what you do it for, for the for the for the, for the applause and for all of the 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 energy that that being inside North Carolina and the Dean Dome brings, and you don't get that. But at the end of the day, I I, I am satisfied that they fought back and they 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 were up big. They kind of let go of the reins towards the end, like you mentioned. They ain't score a field goal in the last three minutes, that kind of thing. It, that that has to be addressed, but at the end of the day, I'm glad we got the win, and it's just just another building stepping stone, so to speak, for us. So um, when you mentioned energy, it's funny your favorite player mentioned that also during his post game conference. Um, Andrew Playtech actually um, stated that you know I, I think he'll agree with you. I don't think he too much liked this game either. He said that that, that it lacked energy. And that um, he said, because two years ago, I don't know what school he mentioned. He's like, he's like, my sophomore year, this is a 26 point game from start to finish. Absolutely. We start this game, it's over, you know, in the first couple minutes. Um, Absolutely. I've had these problems and he did a great assessment of this game of, you know, the lack of energy and the lack of closing it out and the lack of, of keeping that momentum throughout the game. So Andrew um, has been, such an incredible leader to, to see him kind of blossom uh last year i don't think he did talk to press that much because of course he wasn't a senior so they didn't have him on every press conference but to see him talking more and being aggressive and the one thing i liked that he said was before he answered questions from from media he said i just want to let y'all know i'm, I'm going to keep shooting he's like <laughs> i had the confidence to shoot the only thing is you know i just got to find the right shot to make that's it but i'm going to keep shooting just, I just have to make the right shot. So okay. I, I love his confidence that is it's building and I, I'm enjoying watching Angie play tech. And I hope that fans keep the same energy for him the remainder of the season because he deserves it. Like he may and not he, keep the numbers, but he, he, he has that leadership that's not talked about often whenever talking. Yeah. About and you know what? And, and I, and I, and I'm a, I'll, I'll say this. I've been hard on play tech. I've been very hard on play tech because again, for, for me, we talk about the development at the University of North Carolina, uh, the player development at the University of North Carolina. And, and I think there, there, there comes a point to where 
at some point you got to want it for yourself. Like, like if I'm going to wear this jersey, then I have to step up what I'm doing. Yeah, that's exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, like that's like at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And I am super happy because before this, I didn't think uh, maybe I didn't think Andrew Playtech did that. Did I know that for sure? Absolutely not. I thought that he wanted it, yes, but did he do it? No. Now he's kind of showing it. He's kind of showing maybe the work that he's put in for the last three years finally coming to fruition and paying off. He's showing that he's that he's capable of being a being a decent role player off of the bench and giving us the spark that we need off of the bench. And Andrew Playtech is in the position now. And again, it took this is his senior year. Mm-hmm. So it took him three years to be able to get to this level. And that's okay. Long as he continues to, to put in the work, put in the extra hours to finish out the season that he knows he is capable of doing. So as hard as I was on Playtech, I'm going to keep that same energy and cheer for him just as hard. Awesome. Now, I'm, I'm ready to see some video. Um, I'm ready for some mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we have it again. D-Nose Breakdown Baby. Hey, so in this, in this video session, I am going to show you a few clips um, from the game against uh, North Carolina Central, where there were a couple things that we did well, and so I'll kind of I'll kind of preface it by helping you to understand why North Carolina Central was able to stick around in this game. And there are a few things. One, we always tend to let a a guard kind of destroy us a little bit. So you know, and, and they did that yesterday. <laughs> but also understanding who North Carolina is can also be a gift and a curse. So, and, and and we did this my freshman year when Coach Williams was at Kansas. We did this to Kansas with Matt Doherty being our coach at the University of North Carolina. And we beat Kansas in the preseason NIT. And, and some of it was, you know, just because Matt, uh, Coach Doherty, excuse me for calling him Matt, uh, Coach Doherty knew the tendencies of Coach Williams. And when he had those tendencies, we just had the talent to kind of keep it going. And, and I think what you saw yesterday uh, was North Carolina be able to overcome it with the talent and, and the dominance on the inside. But North Carolina Central absolutely had the right game plan in place uh, to be able to win this game. It just didn't come out the way that they thought it was. So, Kiara, if you could share your screen. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you're going to see on this particular clip is one, let me say this. There the structure of the defense is perfect. The only there's one bad thing inside this defense and that's what breaks it all down or that's what allows the bucket to happen. North Carolina does a great job showing out on the on the screen as you can see Kerwin Walton and Walker Kessler, he showed out on the screen. So now uh, hit play for me, Kier. So pause. So now on the, on the swing pass, we have two bigs in the game. Again, North Carolina plays with two bigs, and that's fine. So now that means our bigs have to learn how to close out. As you can see, Dayron Sharp takes a bad path on the closeout, doesn't get, his, doesn't, get his, uh, doesn't get his hand up, doesn't chop his feet. So now he gets blown by. If you can see right here in the middle of the, of the floor, Walker Kessler is getting pinned up 
up the uh the lane again that's fine the reason why that is fine is because here comes the senior andrew playtech sees that walker kessler is being pushed up the up the lane so it's his job to get two feet outside the lane and be able to stop this drive the reason the reason why he doesn't get there in time is because the closeout so bad it is a straight line drive anytime that happens you are going to get beat go ahead and get hit play for me Kira. bang now andrew playtech is there he does a great job of not fouling trying to stay vertical uh in this game they got a new rule called verticality if he just jumps straight up with his hands up in the air like he did the guy just does a great job of finishing over him that's okay that's okay and as you can see the score North Carolina Central is up by getting ready to be up by 11 points with this bucket. So go ahead and uh, let him play, Kiera. No, uh, uh, uh. Keep let let go ahead and let that play. So here's the next possession. This is literally the next possession. Pause it. As you can see, North Carolina Central tries to jump out in that passing lane. We get a back door. But because here's the one thing that North Carolina, this is why we won the game yesterday. North Carolina did a great job yesterday in, in, in the high-low. So they were so worried about the high-low that Playtech ends up getting a, a back door and ends up actually dunking on the choker. <laughs> Never would have thought you still saw that, see that from Playtech, but at the end of the day, I'm glad he was able to do his thing and get on ES. Go ahead and show my man Andrew Playtech punching on the choker. <laughs> hey, let's go and one. And one. I, I, I would have liked it. I would have liked it a little bit cleaner, but guess what? I'm okay. I'm taking it. <laughs> All right, run up to two forty-seven. All right. All right. So in this clip, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the things that uh, North Carolina does, and this is and this is this is where kind of. You can have to KYP, know your personnel, and also know where you are in the middle of the floor. We have a middle ball screen. RJ Davis is guarding the ball, and this is where communication comes into play. Garrison is getting ready to get a down screen from, from North Carolina Central, and they're going to run into a, try to run into a high pick and roll. At some point, Garrison has to be telling RJ, hey, the screen is coming from the left. You are no longer, you are no longer in denial. I know North Carolina wants to deny the basketball, but when you are running into a ball screen, and they they ran this play a few times before this as well, so you kind of knew it was coming. He he has to get to a point, play it a little bit, Kiera. Pause it. Right there, there is no you have there is no more deny. So once RJ hears that the screen is coming from the left side. He has to now push the ball to the left side because if he doesn't, this is what happens. And now you have Armando who's on the single side and he has to help up the lane, which again, I, I don't necessarily like this, but again, this is me as a coach. This, and again, all of these breakdowns are me as a coach and kind of what I see in the game, but you can't, I said this in the previous, uh, in the previous breakdown, Open shots kill you, mismatches don't. Mismatches kill you, or excuse me, excuse me. Open shots kill you, mismatches don't. So in that, I want Mondo right there. 
when he sees this ball start to come his way, he has to recover to his man in the corner. By him stopping there, now mind you, whoever's in the corner right there, uh, what, what number is he? Looks like 21. Yeah, 21. Number 21 sitting there in the corner, he might have been on the scout report as a non-shooter. But again, if you give a non-shooter a wide open shot where you're just staring him down, mm -hmm. he can make it. So those are those are some of the plays that we have to eliminate. So go ahead and play it. Hold on, let me pause. Hold on, let me say this first. It's crazy. That was his only shot of the game, too. Oh wow. His only shot of the game. He was in five minutes, and that was his only shot of the game. See, that so so those are some of the things you can't have happen. You can't have so that's that means he might not have even been on the scout report. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you have a guy that's coming off of the bench that has that that ain't even on the scouting report come in and affect the game. You see what I'm saying? You can't have that happen. So again, mismatches will not hurt you. Open shots will. And if you give a guy like this, I don't care how bad of a shooter he is, the time and space to be able to line it up, sometimes they're going to knock it down, and that could have caused North Carolina yesterday. What should have happened was, once this drive happened, R.J. Davis goes, Caleb Love is now the low guy that helps on this ball screen. While Armando comes and is able to close out and contest that shot. Go ahead and let that play. Bang, keep letting it play. Very next clip, pause it. Right there, they have a double handoff or, or a dribble handoff at the top of the key. Guard is turning the corner. This is what I was talking about uh, when, when, I, when I mentioned North Carolina uh, beating Kansas in the preseason NIT. Coach, uh, Coach Doherty knew that, North Car uh, that, that Kansas and Coach Williams, his style, which was the same style that we ran at North Carolina, we wanted to deny the pass. We wanted to get out in the passing lanes. And this is another thing that I talked about with North, with North Carolina as far as spacing. Remember when I said it is good to be in the deep corner. Look at, look at where CJ is in this corner. And I, I know CJ, I, I watched North Carolina Central again. Lavelle Moten is a, a good friend of mine. So, um, like, I know this team well. See, corner. He's in the deep corner, though, which means if, if Leakey is going to be in help position, he's a little too far up the line. All we need is a hand in the passing lane. So if he has a hand in the passing lane, that means he needs to drop in between the line. But again, that's 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 what North Carolina does. And this is why when we did it to Kansas back in 2002, we got backdoor layups all day. Backdoor layup after backdoor layup. And then bang, play this clip. He's up the line. He's trying to deny it. Backdoor layup. Yep. So those are some of the things that North Carolina, I feel like, can clean up just a tad bit. Um, and then let's go to this last clip. And this will be the last one. I don't want to waste all our time on, on breaking down the film 511 yeah. on the on the play on the highlights and this is a this is a play again same kind of deal the guy could have went back door but now I'm going to show you exactly where guys should be in order for certain situations not to happen play it just a tad bit pause it so right there, this is this, the lineup is perfect to where everybody is. Only adjustment I'll make 
is Garrison needs to slide a little bit over. Instead of being at the A, he needs to be at the C. Just simply because there's there's a dribble handoff getting ready to happen. The big is dropped down low. And and I'm not, I don't know if he's guarding a shooter or not, but nonetheless, if he's at the C, then he he'll he'll be the guy to prevent that uh curl that's about to happen. Secondly, uh RJ, no, that's not RJ, that's Caleb. Caleb will be the guy that that covers the difference in between the guy for at, at the top of the key, the guy at the wing. He'll be the guy to cover the difference. And then Leaky will be what they call the rim protector. So Leaky right now is perfect where he is, could probably take a step over just a tad bit. But as this play is happening, you're going to see Leaky start to move up a little bit, which is, which is going to kind of take him out of position to be able to help on this curl. So go ahead. Pause. Right now, Garrison should be stopping the ball. RJ's a little late. He he tried he tried to do whatever on the on the so he gets beat. Garrison should be stopping the ball. And if Garrison can't stop the ball, then Leakey has to be two feet right in front of the charge circle. Mm -hmm. And now he's able to take that charge. And then after that, even if he passes it out, Caleb can take the first pass. Guys can rotate. So those are some of the little things that North Carolina can clean up and again continue to kind of work their way into being a better defensive team and hopefully be able to make some shots on the offensive end. But that's Dino's breakdown for, for uh, this particular podcast. And, again, please send in your questions, your comments, continue to do that, and we'll continue to break down film on, on, on some of these games. We may not do it every podcast, but I thought that it would be good for this particular one to kind of show you exactly where, why North Carolina Central was able to stay in this game. And, and, and that's what a lot of people will do. Uh, once we get to ACC play, People know what North Carolina does, yeah. and that's how they'll try to exploit it and take advantage of it. And North Carolina Central did a great job of that yesterday, and that's why it wasn't a 26-point game like it should have been. It was a dang on six-point game. Awesome. That was a good breakdown, David. Well, uh, we're done with Carolina. Um, Carolina next plays um, Ohio State um, December tough 19th. What you say? It's going to be a tough one. Oh, yeah, December 19th, um, and they moved the schedule, um, they moved the time from 2 to 4.30. So um, that's going to be a, a really good and tough game. And, and if I'm a little nervous, only because, like you said, Central's a great team coached by a great coach. But um, if we can't handle Central, then Ohio State, I, I'm a little yeah. But um, like, again, what we, what what how many how many losses I say we will probably have on the season like seven to eight seven to eight, and I'm not and I'm not, not and I'm not by any means saying that North Carolina is unmatched in this game or, or or can't beat Ohio State, but what I am saying is proof has kind of been in the pudding for the last couple of games. Mm -hmm. We have to come out with a high level of energy, be able to start the game and uh, better, and then also be able to knock down some shots. And if that isn't turned around by December 19th, it could be a long day for North Carolina. Um, yeah, so um, before we end this topic, um, I, I do wanna say it was a great um, thing, uh, Coach Williams and Coach Bolton playing, um, especially great for Central, getting them on a national platform and you know, just attributing to an, a success of an HBCU college basketball season and hopefully 
um, it will be dope to see if a, a local school, state, Duke or Carolina, you know, go and play at Central, Shaw or St. Aug, you know, I would love to see those storylines continue, especially within the triangle and helping um, helping the community, essentially. We, we can all, you know, help each other. It was a great experience for Central and it was a great experience and wake up call for, for North Carolina. So um, Coach Moe, like you said, has done an amazing job at Central. They've won the MEAC for 16 million years. <laughs> and it's a matter of time before he, he gets um, a head coaching job um, that's, um, going to be out of this world and he's able to exhibit even more of his um, great coaching skills on a more national and dominant level so um, wonderful game yesterday for everybody um, yeah so ACC NCAA what game are you looking for this upcoming week this upcoming week today is the 13th so we're going up until about the 19th 20th um, I know for me I have two kind of um, I'm, no, I only have one. I only have one. I'm going to say NC State and Louisville. They play on Wednesday. Um, State and Coach Keys, I, I, I don't sleep on Coach Keys. I don't sleep on Yeah, NC. yeah, yeah. And you should, as you shouldn't. Yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to State and Louisville. Um, that's going to be a really good game coming up on the 16th. And I know I'm, I'm an ACC girl. I always choose an ACC game, but you That's do. Game. But it's a it's a lot of North Carolina kids in that game too. Like Louisville has recruited North Carolina really well, as has North Carolina State. So um, I'm excited to see that game as well. So I, I'll ask, I'll add that to my list of games that I was well, I was excited to see before it got postponed was Texas and Baylor. But yeah. since that one is postponed, actually my game is actually going on right now, which is uh, Richmond and West Virginia. Like I, I really want to see what Richmond can do against a against a team that presses and all that kind of stuff because Richmond has had some big wins over the last uh, over the last couple of days and West Virginia is is a really really good team. So it shows because Richmond is losing horribly. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But that's the game that I was excited to see this week and. Uh, we'll see what they can do. You know, second half could be a could be a strong comeback. They down twenty right now, but we'll see. Hold on, can we? What is? Hold on. First of all, I'm looking at the schedule. I also want to shout out Virginia and Villanova. That's going to be a good game. They play the 19th at 8 p.m. But I am enjoying. I don't know why, and I think it's just because of the exposure and the fact that he got multiple ACC teams to play him in one season. Like for most HBCUs, that's like damn near impossible. But Juan Dixon um, at Coppin State um, is playing Virginia Tech on the 19th as well. Yeah, but that's it's Juan Dixon. I know, but still. Right. Yeah, and, and, and but but again, so uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on this point. He's not playing like, and this is no shot to like Wake Forest, but he's not playing like Wake Forest and you know Boston College, like. Even though they're ACC teams, he's playing high-ranked ACC teams here. You know, teams that are are good because it's, because it's Juan Dixon. <laughs> like he's his name, his name brings Obama. power. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that and, and that's what I mean. Like, and and that's what I was getting ready to touch on. To having a good name at your at your college and university yeah. that can get these games. Man, stop hiring Joe Blow and them from. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop doing that. 
go get you a Juan Dixon. Go get you a David Noel. <laughs> like that, that can bring some some powerhouse games yeah. to your to your your school. And yeah. that's what Juan Dixon has done. And I applaud him for that. Because at the end of the day, it's about getting these kids exposure on levels that they never thought that they would. Yeah. And, and again, yes, that'll turn into him possibly getting a job at another mid-major or, or if, if he ever wants to leave uh, Coppin State. Or that, that may lead to him getting a job being being mentioned down the line for when Maryland opens up years from now. So those are the type of things that that I, I listen. I'm happy for Coppin State. I'm happy for Juan Dixon being able to get these type of games, and I'm happy for the ACC coaches and teams that are willing to go and play him or 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 allow them to come up and play because again, some and these are big money games for for HBCU like that. So. Uh, I'm ex I'm excited about it, man, and and I think people need to start taking heed and seeing who's in that seat, and understand why he's able to do some of the things that he's able to do. Right. Um, and speaking of coaches with with names, uh, we're gonna touch on again Coach K's comments because Coach Williams had his say in Coach K's comments, and we're also gonna talk about Coach Oates down there in in Alabama. And Coach Oates. But, but let's just hear what Coach Williams had to say last night after the win against Central. You know, guys, I'm not on social media. I, I'm not. I If you call me, I know that you call me, I can call you back. If you text me, I know, and I can text you back. That's it. I don't read, tweet, or twit, whatever the crap it is. Uh, uh, but I have seen some of that. But I have not seen all of Michael's comments. The comments that I saw, uh, it made sense. I mean, it's... Well, you used it yourself, Kip. It's a strange time. I mean, it's the most unusual time that I've ever seen. And it changes. And the thing that I saw, and again, I don't, I haven't seen it. Uh, somebody told me, said it was strange times. I agree. It's times that we're not used to. I agree. And that we should probably take a different look at it now than we did in July uh, or June. I don't even know if you used the time, but he said some months ago. So I, I think there is validity to that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, again, if he, if he said Roy Williams is ugly, I might have something to say about that. I'd probably agree. Uh, but uh, I, so I don't know what he said. Those three things are what I heard, and and I agree with that. And I guarantee that Mike doesn't go to bed at night, and the last thing he does before he goes to bed is to read what Roy Williams's comments were. And so uh, I have a tremendous amount of faith in Michael. It's it's a surprise the heck out of people. Uh, that we've been on committees together for so many years, and I would bet 95% of the times we agree when we were on those committees making decisions or suggestions or whatever they were. Uh, we agree on a tremendous high, a tremendously high percentage of things. And I think that uh, uh, somebody said some other coach said something, and I don't know what that was. Uh, but I do know that I think Michael has a, a great concern and interest in what college basketball is where college basketball is going. And the other thing is Michael Krzyzewski has, a, has the right to his own opinion. He doesn't need to get that from Roy Williams. Let me check my phone and see if he called me and asked if he could say what the hell he wanted to say. I don't see any calls from him. But, uh, again, guys, I don't stay on that stuff. And, and again, uh, Mike doesn't watch what I say every day either. But those three things that somebody told me said, I have no problems with that. Okay, so that was Coach Williams' comments about Coach K. And to give you a little bit of preface about it, Coach K essentially just said that he wants um, the mental health of his players protected. We're in a, a, an unusual 
and in different year and he stopped playing non-conference games now people blew it up I think more than what it was he only took off one game he wasn't going to play Elon because he had you know a COVID scare so they only took off one game and uh just coach K just really said these comments after a loss um, to Illinois at home and people thought he said those comments because of his loss and he's not the usual Duke team that he has but I, I do think Coach K sees a bigger picture in, in wanting you know his players to have some sense of normalcy they don't have um, a normal college year they're not surrounded by people so you know they need a little bit more attention this year and Coach Williams agreed and um, I think the funniest thing Coach Williams said was you know, Coach K doesn't check with him. He doesn't check with Coach K about their comments. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And the fact that he called him Michael um, just blew it. Michael? Called him Michael. Is that his name? <laughs> his name? Is his name? That's his name. I like, listen, I've never heard anybody call him Michael. His name Mike. <laughs> Michael? Chris, I can never say Chris Gauss. Chris Gauss. Chris Gauss. It always gets me. Always his middle me. name? No, his coach K. It's Shashevsky. Michael Shashevsky. <laughs> what? You I can never forget. I always want to say it. Call it like No, that is Mike Shashevsky, and his name is Mike. I've never heard anybody. I I've never heard anybody called Tyson. Michael Tyson. Michael. Like Jordan. that's crazy. Like I almost forgot that Mike is short for Michael. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. But, That's hilarious. Um, Michael Shashevsky. No, I can't. I can't. It's, it's definitely Mike Shashevsky or Coach K. I can't do it. I can't do Michael. I can do Michael Jordan. I can do that one. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can do Michael Jackson. Oh God. I can't say Mike Jordan though. My, it is the same ring. Yeah. 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 It's not Mike Jordan. It's not, it's not Mike Jackson. Uh-uh, it's, it's Michael. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's funny to me, but Michael Shashevsky, mm-mm. Michael Shashevsky. Mm -mm. <laughs> I can't believe you can't say that man name. <laughs> uh, but the, the weird part of all this is Coach Oates, Coach Oates of um, Alabama. Um, he said some criticizing words of Coach K and, and said that, you know, he wouldn't be saying that if he had won all those games. But as of yesterday, Coach Oates has had a change of heart. And he said, <sighs> oh, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to apologize to Coach K for what I said. I actually felt terrible about it. Right after I got out of the press conference, I reached out to him. He was gracious enough to return my call. We had a good talk on the phone, and I've got the utmost respect for him as a coach. <sighs> How do I feel about that? I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. And, and, and here's why. I do. Now, mind you, I don't. I don't mind him apologizing. Mm -hmm. But but don't apologize for like what like what you meant to say. Like that's what you meant to say. Like and that's okay. Like I, I like I, I. It bothers me when people say something and then they they come now. If it was in the heat of the moment or something like that. You know, I let my emotions get the best of you, me and all that. Ah, I get that. I get that. Okay, yeah, I might want to apologize for that. I was upset. I was I angry. That kind of deal. But like this was, this wasn't no like, you wasn't mad about anything. Like this wasn't anything like, 
So like your your comments you meant. Like, would you have said that if you hadn't lost two in a row at the crib? So like that, so those those comments were were real. So don't apologize for something that's real. Just say, hey, listen, that's the way I felt, but I do understand where Coach K is coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like people kill me with these apologies. Man, stop apologizing all the dang on time. It, man up for what you say. And if and if Coach Oates really felt that way, then you know, by all means. And if and if he if he feels bad, then I can't tell the man not to apologize and not to feel bad. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people run behind apologies that aren't necessarily genuine and true. And not saying that his isn't, but I'm just saying for, for me as a as a coach, as a former player, I know there are sometimes things can get taken out of context. Things can you can say things emotionally. But I don't think that was the case. I really do think he he meant what he said. But once he got the the kickback from everybody, that's what made him apologize. And I don't know I don't know if I, I like people doing that. I think he could have said it better, and and I, I think he just felt it was a little too harsh because I mean it, it was a question or it was a an answer everyone thought you know right. Even a reporter asked him, "Are you only saying this because you lost?" And so I mean it, it was a valid statement, and I don't see it being damning to his career maybe right. right. did, the, did the reporter did the reporter apologize <laughs> anyway so this is close <laughs> comments um just to give you guys a little bit more background um you have 2,000 deaths a day you have 200,000 cases people are saying the next six weeks are going to be the worst to me it's already pretty bad on the other side of it there are these vaccines coming out by the end of the month 20 million vaccine shots will be given by the end of January or in February, another 100 million. Should we not reassess that? See just what would be best. So. And again, completely agree with everything that Coach K said. Uh, but but again, the elephant in, in the room is: Would he have said that had they won? So so I get I get both sides of it. And I completely agree with everything that Coach K said. It, there there should be a reassessment of of what the NCAA is doing. Uh, to protect these kids and, and and especially their mental health because mental health is a real real deal when you're not when you when you have to be just around the basketball team now mind you they are on the, on the flip side of it the basketball the, I think the best part about this is the basketball court is the safe haven for a lot of these kids that is it's, it's where they get away from all of the pain and pain and trauma of life and that's their free space like that's the space where they can they can be who they are they can be the creative artists of their life in this particular um, setting. Now, is it different? Absolutely, absolutely it's different. So um, I do, I like, but again, agree with Coach K, do, do think they need to kind of reassess a few things. I don't think, I don't, like it's, it's been going decently, uh, I guess, if, if, you want, if you want to say that, that, that these kids are actually getting to play basketball. Uh, so I think just continue to do that, continue to, give these kids as much resources as possible as far as mental health and all that kind of stuff is concerned. And then I, just, I guess just kind of go from there, see if we can get through the season. All right. Well, that's a wrap up of today's podcast. Uh, shout out our sponsors. Hey, <laughs> Mr. All Lamar. Hey girl, that shirt right there tough. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Mr. All Lamar, he did his thing on that one. Yeah, I have a matching beanie. I'll wear the next game, but you don't. So, so you see what I got on today. You have on the official gear. That doesn't count. This is official. But guess where it's from? It's from the football team. 
Because you know what they did. Can we just talk about the best running backs in in the in all of football, maybe low key in FBS history, I believe. Michael yeah. Carter and Javon Williams. Hey. hey, that's the best duo ever, bro. Hey, and, 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 and so like people, everybody always asks me who's my college football team. North Carolina, no yeah. question, no question. I, I don't root for nobody else. I ain't no Alabama fan, LSU. No, it's North Carolina. People forget that I committed to the University of North Carolina to play football first. Like so, like that, like that's always been watching them run out the tunnel. Like oh, I used to get that feeling. Like dang, boy, you should be out there. But you know that 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 wasn't my road. That wasn't my path. But nonetheless. Like I enjoy every time North Carolina has a great team, man. I am like super excited to see these jokers play night in and night out. But the, the only piece though, the way that they played yesterday, like it's mind blowing. It is, FSU. It's, like to, to how, man, how we lose to Florida State and freaking, but man, come on, man. It definitely like, Come on, man. I didn't know the Dane went okay, okay, um, yeah. But well, we should definitely only have one loss on the season right now and be considered in this dang on um, ACC championship game. But, you know, that, again, the, the football team is, is young as well. Yeah. So hopefully they got to, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I tweeted, or I didn't tweet last night, sorry. I, I put it on my Instagram that I really hope that North Carolina has a chance to play in the, in the uh, college football playoffs before you know this run is up before this these particular players uh leave uh because that that'll be a national championship football team that's all that's all carolina fans need like what? first of all like soccer is still is phenomenal then you got right right baseball and just to listen they don't call us they don't call us the university of national champions for 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 no reason now like we 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 do our thing but football who Mac Brown, buddy? If you yeah. could do what you do at Texas, here at, back at the crew, that's baby steps first because they're supposed to play in the Orange Bowl. Um, so you know, a, a major bowl game win would be mm -hmm. phenomenal for this program as well. So it's also pretty fun to watch um, the incoming recruits. The class of 2021 is 13 in the nation. So to see this incoming class just tweet about their excitement and how they can't wait to get to the field, like it's almost as if it's just brewing. So it's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy because I talk I talked to my guy Dre Bly, man. Shout out to Dre Bly, coach. He's he's one of the DB coaches or something yeah. like that over there. I, yeah. Um, but I talked to him earlier today. You know, congratulating him on the win, and and he was like, "Yo, it it, it feels great." And, and he talked about their class and you know how many people trying to transfer to North Carolina now. So again, like I just love the excitement around the football program, and, and especially because of everything that they've been to. North Carolina has always had talented players, man. Like we have plenty of guys in the NFL, but and like to to see it all come to fruition as far as having that many guys there at one time. Like North Carolina is definitely climbing the ranks as far as the football program is concerned, and that was one of the reasons that drew me there when I wanted to commit. So. Um, Excited, man, and and, if we, and we talking about. You said they they might be in the Orange Bowl. 
That's yeah, um, Coach. Brown. Yeah, because like the what is it the 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 best record for the ACC and the one of the non non title game for the ACC and non title game for the SEC or something like that. Yeah. So because it's crazy because the year that I committed, you know, that was that was Julius Peppers in them, mm -hmm. and they had just came off of the Peach Bowl win. So like that, that's the type of North Carolina football that we're getting back to, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited to see it because I, I feel like North Carolina has been, been slept on for the last couple of years. Um, and so now it's kind of that time to, to get it, get it, get it back going. Yeah. I, I'm definitely excited. Coach Brown, it's, it's been great to watch him and, and I enjoy talking to him on, you know, when he has a media day, like he's just such a great coach who, gives you the answers you need and he just gives you great insight on what what building a program is and um, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to see it from the ground up you know um, mm -hmm. it, it builds so yeah it's, it's been phenomenal to watch and he has some really great players like Michael Carter and, and Daz Newsom and Diami Brown and Sam Howell and, and uh, Chaz Surratt uh, to, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Chaz too, man. Yeah, man. Like it, it, he has so many notable players this year who are going to do great things after North Carolina, but they're they're plugged into now. They're not worried about right. NFL. Like um, when Michael was interviewing with um, ESPN, the team was taking a photo, and you could just see him wanted to like run off, and he asked, "Can I go take a picture?" And then when he came back, he said, "It's family first. So that made me really happy when he said that. So they're, they're really plugged in. And he said, thank God Coach Brown is back. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. That, that's, that's great stuff, man. That is great stuff. So, again, shout out to all our sponsors, uh, Mr. Vito at My Canvas on Tees. We truly appreciate y'all. And I want to give a fan shout out real quick. Man, shout out to Mr. Rodney Person, man. My my homegirl, Shelly, is her dad. Uh, says she he watches the or, or listens to the podcast all the time so we want to shout mr rodney person out man we definitely appreciate you for your support um i'm just trying to be over here and kind of you know give everybody kind of an inside look man and me and kiara we've done this thing for a few years now and we we're we, we are excited where we are and we want to continue to grow this thing and it and it's guys like uh, mr person that continues to support us and we truly thank you guys man for real like again comment send us send us anything that you want to send us as far as fan questions and all that kind of stuff and we'll definitely get to it on the podcast uh, I gotta probably do a little bit better job of putting those questions out there before we do the podcast <laughs> but I'll work on that so you guys can get your questions in and we can we can get those questions answered ASAP but Thank you to all the fans. Thank you to all of the sponsors. And thank you to my co-host, Kiera. You are queen. Queen, girl. Thank you. <laughs> 16 hours to get this podcast out, but I'm going to do it. Nice. I, yeah, so I just to preface it, I, I do apologize if it takes a little long because we do it in like 45 minutes, but the, the rendering time and then the uploading to YouTube, it takes a couple hours, so... Um, I try and get it out as quick as I can. So, yeah. No, we definitely appreciate all the work that you do. So, we definitely appreciate you, lady. I appreciate you, Dave. And I appreciate next time Holly bringing me a burger from Burger King. So, yeah, no, nah, yeah. Whoppers on me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We holler.